This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host. Welcome, everyone. This is the Meaningful Sport Podcast, and I am your host, Nora Ronkainen. Meaningful Sport is a series of discussions on the why and how involvement in sport and physical activity can be an important part of a life worth living. If you are interested in the theme, you might also want to check out MeaningfulSport.com. There you can find podcast show notes, read a blog, and access many resources for further explorations of Meaningful Sport. Welcome back to the second part of our conversation with Dr. Akunikander on youth athletes' careers and the challenges they encounter in their journeys. So far, we have discussed ideas within career construction theory, and we looked at career adaptability and findings that Aku has from his PhD work in terms of what kind of career adaptability skills young athletes have in the Finnish sport high schools. And so in the second part, we'll continue the conversation and we'll move in to look into the role of the environments, the role of sport organizations in terms of shaping how young people see their futures and what is possible for them. And to briefly introduce my guest again, so Aku has completed his doctoral work about a year ago at the University of Uvascula and currently he's a postdoctoral researcher in the same institution. And as we are discussing in this podcast, his main research interests, so these include athletes' career development, dual careers, adaptability, and organizational culture, among other things. And so welcome back, Ako, to the conversation. And if we just jump back on, so we discussed in the first part your two studies focused on career adaptability using some quantitative methods, and then in the Third study that in your PhD, you were moving to a qualitative framing and you were looking at the one sports talent development environment in Finland with the focus on organizational culture. Can you share us first a little bit of an introduction to this case study and what you wanted to find out? Yes, so we had one of these talent development environments that had been existing two decades almost and then they have been after the the European Commission's dual career guidelines and also about the broader movement in Europe about the dual career and its benefits. They defined themselves as a dual career development environment and we were kind of like interested how this shift or transitions is visible and how well it has been integrated in the different organizational cultural levels, whether and how they actually support the dual career development as it is presented in the in the research or literature before and, and supporting the dual career development. So we looked at the culture and the underlying assumptions interested as the culture significantly shapes the thinking, development, behavior and well being of group members. So kind of like how the coaches have adopted the dual career thinking, what kind of goals the athletes have for career and then we went to the environment and and did observations and 
interviews and then tried to have a thick description of the environment. Mm. Yeah, as you introduced this study, I think it's really in- interesting to think about this dual career that it has been the last 10-15 years. It has been a very strong policy initiative and it's come top down in a way. And as we know from culture research, new things are introduced that now you have to be doing this instead of that. Like There is most likely going to be some resistance and it's not possible just to come in and somehow instill a new culture and now suddenly everybody is thinking in a different way and suddenly everybody's goals are going to be quite different. And so did you see this sort of tensions and some level of resistance in in your environment as well? Yeah, they were like, they were rhetorically saying that, yeah, we have this dual career support and, and we encourage athletes to apply for dual career and also about supporting the holistic development and taking into account the other domains of life. And, and then we went there and, and did the analysis and, and we kind of found out that it wasn't exactly as they said or what they stated as their exposed values or how the artifacts actually supported dual career development. So it was still rather talent developmental environment than, than dual career developmental mm. environment. Can you think of some examples? It, it's a f- couple of years since you've done the study, so it's not all fresh since the data collection, but do you have some like practical examples in terms of how do you see this? Yeah, so there were like, for example, about the artifacts that there were on the social media, mostly about those athletes were presented who actually achieved success and also about their alumni were highlighted when they did well in the Olympic Games and, and stating that do you want to also be a champion in the future when they recruited or aim to recruit people to their environment? And then more on the kind of like attitude level, there were that the education was seen more as an option B if a sport career did not work out. So coaches rather stated that if one has talent, they should then actually focus on sports only and you can do later education. And then mostly the best athletes were given more attention compared to those who didn't do that well. And then so it was visible that young athletes were encouraged to develop primarily primarily as athletes rather than as students. And, and we're not actively encouraged to consider a career. Mm. So the success, the, the kind of like idea where, where that the sport comes first. Yeah, isn't this interesting? We mentioned in the first part that in the Finnish context, education is also something quite highly valued in general. <laughs> it's an important value, but then when it comes to this sport environment or this talent development environment, then there there it is then more like a plan B. So it's it's like a bubble within the society which has a different sort of priorities and value system. 
Yeah. And as you mentioned earlier about, for example, being in a sport high school and as athletes are socialized into the environment, and although they may feel anxious about the expectations of society or those close to them, for example, parents, so kind of like these basic assumptions that are unconscious behavior, beliefs, and attitudes, I kind of give meaning. Then, for example, that sport comes first, mm-hmm. and this learning among the athletes in that environment may also reduce the anxiety. For example, when they kind of adopt that the only way to succeed is through total commitment, and so so they may not feel as anxious because they are committed to this idea and they may feel that and believe that this is the right way to do mm-hmm. and so if they are committed to sport putting it as a priority then they are in harmony with the environment and what that specific environment is expecting of them yeah mm-hmm. yeah and you also talk to some athletes as a part of the case study with the environment so did you see that this culture was influencing the way they think about their lives and careers? Yeah. Yeah. Although they may have had the idea that that education is important as well, and they want to do as well at the school. However, they quite early from the high school started to prioritize the sports over the education and homework and rather saw that the Homeworks is something that's just needed to do, and if if there is time for that. Mm-hmm. And also, there were a couple of athletes who said that, who transferred from another school to the sport high school on the second year, and and said that, yeah, I got the as good grades as in a, in a school before, but I don't need to do so much work on that. So the effort and the development as students wasn't that highly Mm -hmm. yeah so as a conclusion what you were saying with this study that officially it's a dual career environment but when you look at how the culture is operating it's more still like a talent development environment yeah so in that sense Mm -hmm. it's a dual career development environment that they have school and, yeah. and sports mm-hmm. combined and there are structural arrangement there would mm-hmm. be kind of like the coaches and teacher are there together but however then when it comes to actually like the efficiency of the environment actions in the environment so mm-hmm. they didn't really support then the holistic development or dual career development of the athletes so they will get the degree from mm-hmm. the high school, yeah. which will mm-hmm. kind of like assist them in the future career paths. But then what comes to development on other aspects of life, so it's not that goal is not mm-hmm. achieved. Yeah. And so with your PhD work, you've basically spent now several years thinking of this topic, young athletes, dual career, how to develop a meaningful career and future perspective involving sport and education both at the same time and you critiqued a little bit that we are focusing on these competencies and skills that sort of time management and solving acute problems and of course we need those skills like otherwise our life would be (laughs) 
not running very well if we lack the basic skills to manage our everyday lives, but so that we need some sort of broader perspective in terms of, or young people should be helped to develop this sort of personally meaningful journey through sport and education at the same time. So what are your thoughts at the moment in terms of what should be done to help achieve this sort of goal, help young people to develop this subjectively meaningful journey instead of just running around like crazy and trying to keep everybody happy? Yeah, that is an important question. And I think the core is really about that subjective meaningful career in a way, being like a unique self in the complex world in that sense. And you kind of like find your place and aspirations and where there is a match between your abilities and competencies. And it's not that, especially in the, in society or having a kind of neoliberal understanding that it's up to individual however Mm -hmm. still we can shut our eyes about the environmental aspects really Mm -hmm. supporting athletes career and also like supporting career adaptabilities to prepare for them Mm -hmm. for the life so it's a co-effort and as you mentioned about the dual career development ideas are down Mm-hmm. Just told, for example, the coaches that, yeah, you need to now just like adoptees and pretty much every coach nowadays can mention rhetorically that, oh, we have this and how, how what did it actually means? So it mm-hmm. may be that the education is not just enough. It is needed, of course. But when we are talking about the basic assumptions, conscious attitudes and behavior, then there should be some kind of like cultural change. Also, mm-hmm. which is not as the, as the literature shows, it's not kind of like some variable that we can just uh, modify or use. So it's rather about the meanings that, that people have about the dual career. Mm-hmm. And in this week, we kind of like integrate those ideas and also about the skills because also the coaches may not have the skills to actually like assist athletes mm-hmm. in their career development and they may actually not have time either too so it's a broader issue in how to actually approach this question Mm. but but i would maybe emphasize the meaning people give for for different things and maybe the way they think of athletes talent development is now on the crossroad and it's also related to where the sport is and how sports want to be in the society. Mm, sport between, is becoming more professional, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So more competition. So we need to build these talent development things that we are able to keep up the competition. And, and then it's also like the side effects that it will be more emphasized about the athletic development and prioritization on the training, which is mm-hmm. on the other hand opposite to the ideas of Calgary development. Yeah, so in... In some sense, this this is really a big dilemma that if we think of elite sport and professional sport, the competition is becoming like ever higher and higher and talents are identified earlier and they are on this structured pathway. And at the same time as this is happening, then 
also this dual career is supposed to be stronger and stronger in the thinking of sport organizations and this talent development environment. So everything should be more and more. <laughs> and so how can everything be more and more? Then we see this, you mentioned this work. So we also did, and other scholars as well, a little bit of work on the superwoman ideal and how that can also be really detrimental if you need to get the top grades and then you need to succeed in your sport at the same time. And so I wonder, all countries have their own discussions about the situation of elite sport and in the Finnish context, in the last years, there's been, among the sports people, there's a lot of dissatisfaction with athletes not being so successful as maybe before, or that the elite sports system is not working so well. And then the societal discussion and like, do we need elite sport? Is this something that we want to have? Are young people still interested in elite athletes or are there life values about something else than medals for the nation in, in sporting events. So, I mean, what what are your thoughts having been in the Finnish sports system for quite a long time? Like, where where are we going and where are the conversations going? Yeah, I think I think there is a really kind of like a nice evaluation of the elite sport in Finland and and especially if we are in the dual career context here. So kind of like the objective for supporting dual career is kind of like partly compromised by practice professionalization at an increasingly early age in some team sports, for example, ice hockey and football, where you kind of like have the future vision that you can kind of be professional. And and also this their evaluation suggests that the dual careers and holistic development are challenged by the totalitarianism of sport and the logic of elite sport, and which can also be formulated as the social cost of elite sport. And as you mentioned, that there is overall sport is at the crossroads. What comes to its external adapt- adaptation, where equality, sustainability, well-being challenge this masculinity and, and values of continuous development and performance. And mm. then we have this uh, lead report who kind of like measures adolescent values. Yeah, adolescent so we values. have this lead report that actually like measures the values and attitudes so that sporting achievement was significantly less valued than other societal values such as education, human rights and equality. So Kind of like the legitimacy of sport is low and in Finland and also obstacle to the funding and decisions that are important for sporting success. So on other words, the ethical issues, norms and values in Finland limit the willingness of political actors and commercial organizations and even now the population at large to support elite sport. Mm. And one of the outcome of the report was also that they could be improved by setting goals for elite sports that are in line with societal values and, and concerns. But then how this can be done? Mm. Because kind of cultural change takes time before the discourses are embraced. Mm. And it's not something that we can just manipulate or transfer actors from above. Mm. And it's also... Interesting because I have been working a bit with the territory educational evaluation or auditions, and it's interesting that how it's that's visible that 
should athletes have some kind of like rights about the flexible studies or not? So the mm-hmm. discussion of equity is about now that you can do your decision, you can be an athlete, but how that could give you a special position compared to, for example, someone who gets family and is busy about mm-hmm. taking care of the family mm-hmm. demands. Yeah. Also need flexibility. Mm-hmm. So what would kind of being athlete would contribute for that institution or community or society in, in a broader mm-hmm. way could be one of the questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what you said about elite sports should be like aligning values with the broader societal values, sustainability, equity, well-being. And so at the same time, as we talked, some of the values of elite sport, like this constant progress and the practical implication, this earlier specialization and training load, like it's not really an easy thing to try to align those things. And so what we saw with your case study in the dual career environment is that if we start imposing top-down things that now we are supposed to think about things in a different way, it doesn't happen that suddenly then everything's going to be different. So as based on this conversation, yeah, there will be some difficult times ahead for elite sport organizations and and trying to see what is the future that is aligned with the broader society, broader values, how, what should be the role of sport, of elite sport in this society? I think this is a conversation that is not easy and a lot of reflection needs to be done by those inside sport. Yeah, but so I will let you go in a second. My last question then, now you spend quite a lot of time on this topic. Are you continuing along these sort of research questions or are you moving to some new territories like what's next for you yeah i think like like being on the postdoc position it's about creating my or constructing my own research narrative and and exploring what i would want to get deeper in so i've been in our department there are many projects about organizations and about school and and youth well-being so there are there are some options and and then I've been currently also writing about the relational transition, kind of like autoethnography about me transitioning from from junior to senior goats together with my with my athletes. And then also what I will be working with this is that new project about who is excluded from gender equality in elite sports. A kind of like a transdisciplinary study of generational culture shifts in sporting ambition, parenting, and identity. So, so maybe shifting from this carry adaptability and carry construction to the to more of these societal aspects and issues mm. in in sports. Yeah, that sounds interesting. And we talked about career adaptability and exploration. So I think it's a nice time for you to explore a little bit in terms of what will be the new steps and directions that you're going to take. So I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next for you.
And yeah, it's been a wonderful conversation. I will link a couple of articles that you've written that we discussed today. So the listeners can go and take a look at the details of, of the work. And yeah, once again, thanks so much for the conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you use. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.